Good morning, it's March 11th, 2022. This is To My Liberal Friends, and I'm John Haddo, and we thank you for listening. We all remember when the political pundits on the left said that inflation was merely a transitory event and would ease up in a couple of months, that we'd be back to normal pricing. And we remember when Joe Biden told us all not to worry, we were gonna be okay. Well, we don't have to remember a lot because he says that over and over. That seems to be one of his favorite statements, and he leans in and says, we're gonna be okay. Well, today, he's got a different tune. He's telling us that everything wrong with our economy is to be blamed on the Russians and Vladimir Putin. He's the new boogeyman. Inflation was caused by Putin. High gas prices caused by Putin. Cost of meat caused by Putin and those evil meat companies. Cost of groceries going up. That's caused by Vladimir Putin. And his White House press secretary, Jen Psaki, she repeats this claim as many times as possible in each press briefing, which gets to be three or four. But why is inflation soaring before the Russian invasion? Why was it going up then? And why were gas prices rocketing up before Russia invaded Ukraine? If it's all Vladimir Putin's fault, why was this happening before he invaded Ukraine? That's a question they don't want to focus on now. They want you to believe it's all Vladimir Putin. He's the evil guy. He's causing all the problems. Well, one of the primary causes of inflation is increased supplies of money in the economy. When the government infuses trillions of dollars in the economy, it makes the money cheaper, and the result is inflation. And let's be honest. We have infused trillions of dollars in this COVID relief program into the economy, much of it without any real action on what it's going to be used for and is it needed. People were getting... COVID checks, making a couple hundred thousand dollars a year just to stimulate the economy and make them think that they were doing something good for them and politicians. So Democrats and Biden have to own the current round of inflation because they threw money at the problems facing the nation and refused to acknowledge that the end result would be higher prices and continued high inflation. And we saw it, the, the report out this week, almost 8%, 7.9% inflation. You can't keep sustaining that or you're going to price people out of the market. Now, gas prices going up like they are, it's a hidden tax on the middle class and lower income people. And the answer to this from those administrations is for people to buy electric cars. Pete Buttigieg, Secretary of Transportation, said if they don't like the price of gas, get an electric car. Now, tell that to a middle class and lower income families that are struggling to keep their heads above water. Tell them they have to spend 40000 plus on a new electric car. Then tell them they have to spend another thousand to get the necessary voltage into their garage to charge the car. And tell everybody that lives in an apartment or where there is no garage, well, you're gonna have to go find a charging station. And just remember, you gotta pay for those too. And also remember, where does the power come to charge those cars? It comes from fossil fuel power plants. So all of this has led Joe Biden and his fellow Democrats to sink in the polls as we lead up to the midterm elections. History tells us that the party in the White House normally loses seats in the House of Representatives, and that's not good news for Speaker Pelosi and her caucus. The Senate's a bit more nuanced, but polling shows that some dangers there exist for Democrats as well. In a recent Wall Street Journal poll, a majority of voters, 63%, said they disapproved of the way Joe Biden was handling the economy. Overall, 47% strongly disapproved of his overall job 
and another 10% somewhat disapprove. That's a total of 57% disapproving of Joe Biden and how he's handling the nation. Only 21% strongly approve. That's a dangerous number for Biden and a dangerous number for Democrats heading into the election. Another figure in that poll that is of great concern to Democrats is that 47% said Republicans were better able to handle inflation with only 30% siding with Democrats on that issue. On the economy overall, those polls thought the Republicans had a better plan by a margin of 45% to 37%. And that's without Republicans even offering up any real specifics on their plan. This continuation of what pollsters were seeing late last year. Still, the challenges for Democrats haven't, haven't significantly changed how voters said they expect to vote. 46% of voters said they would back a Republican candidate for Congress if the election were held today, compared to 41% who favored a Democrat. This is an historical change because on generic polls, Democrats are normally better. If the election were held today, Democrats are going to be in trouble. And support among black and Hispanic voters in the last journal poll shows Democrats losing ground. The most concerning numbers in that poll show alarm bells ringing in the Democratic Party, and that's among black voters. This is this rock-solid block of voters Democrats count on, and they're losing ground. The Democratic margin among black voters who favored a Democrat for Congress by 35 percentage points in the new survey was down from 56 points in November. Support for a Republican candidate rose to 27% among black voters, up from 12%. Those are historically significant numbers and a danger sign for any Democrat running for office. Now, I'm certainly not an advisor to Joe Biden, but if, but if I were, I'd give him some advice. First, start communicating to people more. Get out of the White House. That means engaging with the press corps on a more regular basis with ad hoc press conferences, not with those scripted ones where the staff try to rig the questions and try to demonstrate that you're in command of the administration without really answering anything. Take the questions off the cuff. Don't be pulling note cards out of your pocket. I would announce, second, I would announce that we're going to open up public lands for new oil drilling. Now, this is not a short-term solution to the cost of oil, but it would send a signal to the markets that the United States is once again going to start producing as much oil as possible. Three, I would announce, after consultation with the CDC, that the masking is now over and that public transportation would also not require masks. If you want to wear one, fine, but you're not required to. And fourth, I would announce a major shakeup at the White House staff, telling the American public that things are going to change and that change starts with my own administration. We're going to make changes to make life better for you. Now, I don't suspect that Joe Biden is going to do any of those things. It's not in his nature to shake up his staff. I don't think he's capable of communicating on a regular basis with people, particularly the press corps, but might ask him unscripted questions. And I don't think he's ever going to say anything about masks without somebody telling him what to say. And he cannot announce more drilling because the climate control fanatics will pounce on him. But if not, he's going to lose the House in the midterms and more than likely the Senate. This has been To My Liberal Friends. Thanks for listening.